Stories the True and the Fictional are having their very first giveaway, and you can win your very own replica of Grey's Sports Almanac. To enter, listen to the podcast to get the special code word and send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. But wait, there's more. For a greater chance to win, leave us a review on iTunes, screenshot it, and send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. For an even greater chance to win, send us your funniest true story to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. The winner will be announced on the show. So what are you waiting for? Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. We are a podcast that dives into the stories of people's lives, everyday people like you and me, or even famous people throughout history. We'll talk about TV shows, movies, books, anything where stories are involved. But it doesn't stop there. We want to get you, the listener, involved as well. So if you have a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. So until then, strap in, it's story time. Welcome everyone to another episode of stories true and the fictional i am chris your host or otherwise known aka otherwise known as the science you can't question my opinion my opinion is always correct because i am in fact the science i am joined with me here by arguably one of the most infamous spanish fences of all time ryan rodrigo brian how are you going young man uh so si senor <laughs> I don't know what to say that. I'm the complete opposite of a luchador because they are tiny men who can jump really high. I'm a large man who couldn't jump off the ground. So thank you. I could could absolutely see you fight a bull. Now, in that scenario, let's let's say let's say, for example, you went to a a magical Spanish holiday to Barcelona, to to Catalonia. And let's say, you know. You went to well, you went to see one of these traditional events because you know you something about fair upon it, but you know it's historical and cultural. So you went to one. You want you wanted to mm-hmm. see what it's about. As you're walking across to your seat, you tripped, fell, and fell over the barrier, and you fell into the change room. There happened to be a costume of your same size. You fall into, roll out, and you're literally standing on the field in the matador attire. The ref, the, the the commentators just go, "Well, I think okay, an opening act," and so they let through a, a bull. Now he's not he's not the main bull, so he's not the eight hundred pound monster. He's you know, six hundred, you know, six hundred pounds. You know. okay. what's your first plan? How do you how do you take this? How do you take on the bull? Well, I try and distract the bull by peeing in my pants. Mm-hmm. Um, you, hopefully, the start? smell of the smell of urine can distract him from you know to go somewhere else. Um, look. That's a very tough question because as I say, like I, I can't jump, I can't climb back upstairs. I I guess I would probably try and look for someone that I could throw like a throw some rocks at and get them down on the ground and use them as a diversion, perhaps. Like oh. perhaps, you know, just to here, you take this. I've only got to outrun this guy rather than outrun <laughs> the bull. So maybe I'll go that direction. But so um, a brilliantly sacri- so a sacrificial clown of some sort yeah. will have to basically die for your honor. Pretty much. I mean, let's face it, it's, it's Barcelona. It's not, you know, it's not going to be missed. 
Well, on that, we're also joined by award-winning author and famous camel breeder, James Bryden. Jamie Bryden, how are you going, sir? I am going very well this week. I'm, I'm glad that you brought up my camel business because it's, it's going quite well. It's very competitive here in Australia because, as you know, we import them or export them, should I say, mm-hmm. um, export them over to the Middle Eastern countries. Now, I am particularly catering to the Saudi Arabians because they have a camel beauty pageant every couple of and years. And this is what I was getting towards, obviously. Yeah. You, you, you're obviously, you, 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 you want to make sure your camels are of, of that quality, correct? Yes, because there was a few issues with um, uh, Botoxing um, the, the, they, they the lips. Tried to, mm. but yeah, they Botox the lips. Like, and <laughs> I, I, I'm, I found a natural way to make them look puffy lips and pretty. That, that and full lips look of yeah, a camel. Full lip, I basically, I'm, I'm working on breeding, breeding it in. Um, I have brought on the... Um, experts uh one one of the kardashians i can't remember her name it's not kim it's one of the other kardashians she's she's consulting at the moment but um that's a smart idea i think that's the yeah. right call now when the camels you know they're not in the mood but you need them to make what kind of music do you generally play to the camels to get them to really you know what what, put, what puts the camels well, in the mood it much like um much like humans camels have their own individual tastes so you've got to find the right i find like i sometimes play the get psyched mix so it starts mm-hmm. off with some job some bon jovi yep you know sure. and that's like like that's that's like kind of like a midday session where they've been awake for a little bit and they're like i, I gotta get rowdy i gotta get you're like no look it's not gonna take much to to get you in the mood so that's when you crack out the bon jovi but if it's early morning it's usually like some classical music um, accompanied by bird sounds. And that kind of eases into some morning humping. That is an extremely detailed uh, uh, tale of one of the lesser known disciplines in the world. So, and again, I thank you for sharing such a, uh, an in-depth look on, for this episode, which has absolutely nothing to do with camels <laughs> But somewhat to do with bulls. <laughs> no, I think I think you can you could segue it in there pretty well if you choose a specific movie to talk about. When, oh, look at you, <laughs> look at you, Mister Segwayer. Well then, Jamie, I will let you do the honors of announcing today's topic. Well, um, it's a wonderful topic about. A kind of like a boulder that you can pick up and you can throw it. Um, there's a queen sung about them. This this guy, it's queen queen did a song. Oh, and what was this song? We will, we will. <laughs> Dwayne Johnson, you. <laughs> We're talking about the Rock. We're talking the rock about Johnson. the man himself, Ryan. Can you just give us a shout out of the catch of the catchphrase? Can you just? Let her rip, my friend. <coughs> if you smell what the rock is cooking, we'll also be talking love about to play recipes. the intro, but the copyright <laughs> on, on that alone. I think, you, I think you can sing it for five seconds. Yeah. There now, you go. We are talking about the man himself. Now, the best thing about talking about the artist formerly known as The Rock, he likes to refer to himself as Dwayne Johnson now, but let's be honest, no one cares about his opinion <laughs> on, this, on, the, on this particular topic. 
is obviously we have Ryan, who is probably one of the most knowledgeable rocksters, I'll call them, in in that I've that I've come across. And I've met a few huge rock fans in my in my day. And I and I and I'm partial to the to the man himself. But Ryan, can you give us a breakdown on on the man and his career in the in the WWE or WWCW or whatever federation he was a part of before the main one. Yeah, sure. So the, the Rock is one of the few stars of now era who has only been with one promotion, and that's WWE. So he's comes from a family, obviously one of the most famous families in professional wrestling, the Anoy family mm-hmm. um, from Samoa. Uh, his grandfather was High Chief Pete Maivia. And with his grandmother, they actually formed Samoa's first wrestling company. Uh, they used to have a working relationship with Vince McMahon, where Vince McMahon would send some talents like the Macho Man Randy Savage, Jamie would know as Bonesaw. Um, <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that name in there because that's someone that Jamie knows. That's the one that Jamie would um, know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, people like uh, the Iron Sheik, uh, Junkyard Dog, or they would they would sort of trade superstars and then obviously the WWE would then work out which superstars they wanted to bring over. Um, so the Rock Rock started off, he had the famous grandfather, also a famous father by the name of Rocky Johnson, who was a professional wrestler for a very long time, tag team champion for a long time with a guy called Tony Atlas. Um, and yeah, basically the Rock got his break into the business by being a part of um, when Rocky Johnson wrestled for Memphis um, Wrestling Federation run by Jerry the King Lawler from WWE. He was part of the ring crew, so he would set up the ring. He would, you know, set up the arena, small arena shows. Uh, and then um, a famous booker for WWE called Pat Patterson came uh, down to watch Rocky Johnson, and and Dwayne, him and uh, Dwayne Johnson were mucking around in the ring, and Pat Patterson called Mr. McMahon and said, I think we should give this guy a go. So that was his segue into the WWE. started off as a character, a very flamboyant character, um, called Rocky Maivia. Uh, he I had lots of that. like, you know, those streamers you used to have on your bikes when you were little that oh, hang off the handlebars. He had pretty much all of that. Uh, it was it was kind of an homage to his grandfather, who was High Chief Maivia, and his dad Rocky Johnson. So we took the two names and merged them together. Uh, that didn't last very long. He actually debuted in Survivor Series and won the Survivor Series for his team. Um, and then he joined a faction called the Nation of Domination, dropped the Rocky Maivia and became The Rock. And the rest is history. The rest is, in fact, history. A great career. And then now, some would argue his second act in terms of acting is stronger than his wrestling. Though, still, I'd say we might still be, the, the jury might be still out on that one. Jamie, you weren't a, you're not a wrestling man, are you? No, not particularly. I mean, I don't hate it. What was your first introduction to The Rock? Well, it was via Brendan Fraser, of all things, um, in The Mummy. Or was it The Mummy the 2? The Mummy Returns. Yes, as uh, the Scorpion King. The Scorpion one of the great, King. One of the greatest five movie arcs of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we can attest to that because we've actually seen all five. We've, we've seen them all. In a row. In a row. In a row, yeah, in one yeah. day. Yeah. No, but look, that, yeah, that's like, I, I, you know, I didn't even pay attention to wrestling. I didn't think I even knew really what wrestling was until like, well, oh, I used to be a wrestler. So what made you not pay attention to wrestling? I just 
I don't know, to be honest. I think I just, you know, it wasn't in my circles. I didn't know anyone that liked it. No one talked about it. So, so you maybe need it's a little bit to hear people talk about it to like something. Is that what no, or just to know about it? You know, like it's it wasn't on TV. Like, cause, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, it wasn't on free to air or anything like that. It was no. You, they used to have a, like going back to when we were younger. They used to have I think one hour at like midnight on yeah. on ABC or SBS, and that was just their recap show for the week called Superstars. Uh, it wasn't until Foxtel kind of made its way out here and developed itself. Uh, that we actually got the weekly shows on a weekly basis. And even that was like two years after Fox. I remember I was in year 12, so 2000. Yeah. Year 2000 was when we first started getting regular syndicated pay-per-views and programs. Yeah. So it just wasn't on the radar. No. Okay. okay. So, that's, so basically, you know, it wasn't, wasn't on, wasn't on, wasn't on uh, the, the Jamie Bryan radar. Which then essentially he missed out on one of arguably some of the the, the greater years of the Divas competition. So you know, Tori <laughs> Wilson, Kelly Kelly. So I'm just, you know, so obviously he's missed out on a lot of, a lot in that in that in, in that in that field. Yes. Now we all know that Rock went on to an astounding acting career with obviously his strongest performance being his standalone Scorpion King film. Now. How would you rate that from an acting standpoint? We've seen that fairly recently, so it's still in your mind. I've heard people lambast the man's performance in that as terrible, strangely wooden, still trying to use some of his old wrestling sayings and things. What do you, what is, Ryan, what do you make of that, that film being the fan of, in this room? Look, it was his second, fe- like second film. I wouldn't even really call The Mummy Returns his first feature film because he wasn't in it for that long. It was his first title film where he 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 was the protagonist. Uh, there was this thing around that era. I mean, that came out in I think two thousand and yeah two thousand and two. Uh, there was this thing at the moment of of wrestlers becoming movie stars and and using mo- their own moves in movies, which I yes. honestly wasn't a massive fan of. I'm like, you, you, if you want to go out and make it in the movies, you can. I, I don't want to see The Rock as a wrestler in a movie. I want to see, at that time, The Rock as a character or Dwayne Johnson as a character in the movie. So, look, it was his first foray. I think people were, like, some of the, some of the criticisms I justified, he was very green, even though... He could, back in WWE, could, you know, just absolutely destroy someone on the microphone. you got to remember that's only one. Uh, the Rock was one of the few characters that wasn't entirely scripted. They would give him the bullet points to talk and he would then just make it his own. And two, that promo is only like a probably five to ten minutes out of all the shows you do for a week. This is a feature film where you have to learn lines. You have to be able to deliver you know, we only see the finished product, which is like an hour and a half, hour, 45 minutes, but you're shooting the same scenes over and over again. There's got to be a little bit of leeway given. Obviously, it's not his finest performance because we've seen him grow as an actor over the years. But, I mean, obviously, it's his first feature film, very green. You know, he's still in that phase of, of, of... He was still, at the time, an active wrestler on the WWE's roster and shooting a movie at the same time. So... It would have been harder for him to transition between the two. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Jamie, what's your thoughts on the Scorpion King film? Look, one of the, the probably the strongest in that entire series, to be honest. Look, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, 
Look, I'd barely remember because the later ones are standing out the most because they're, they're the most recent. Like, um, especially the one with Karen David in it. Um, for, the, for those playing at home, Karen David's from Galavant as Princess Isabella, and she's also in Fear the Walking Dead. Interesting. Um, was that the third one that we watched? That I think was set in 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 an Asian country. I, no, I think it may be the second one. The where second she, one. Where, okay. she, where there, was a, there was a ship, and she was. Oh, Very, yep, 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 yep. English, yep. one of the more terrible ones, but yeah. not like the TV movie one, which was the worst. Um, I don't know. Middle, I, 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 that you know, I, third one. Are you sure it was the third one? Because I think the second one, we agreed the second one was the worst one. Oh, yeah. It might have been the I second one. I can't remember. All I know is the second and the third one. And then the fourth one came and we're like, oh, this is not bad. <laughs> Because there was yeah, but... one that was that was clearly was was made for TV. That's the one yeah, I'm talking it was about. Clearly yeah. made yeah. for TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, maybe okay. that was the third one. I think it was um, the third one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. It's all a blur, like to, to me, honestly. But I, I I think we all agree <laughs> that the first the first one was the strongest yeah. one, and that's because we all love The Rock. Hundred um, percent. And then obviously we saw him grow in you know, walking tall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie, have you seen that film, Walking Tall? I think I have a can barely. Remember. I think I just remember him with a plank of wood. Yes. Like, yeah. That's, so that's, that's it's, it's a remake. It's a remake film um, of a of a movie. I think brought out in the sixties or the seventies. Mm. Like it's your small town sheriff, you know, trying to run the drug runners out of town, and you know, mm. yeah, good movie. Good film. He then obviously started some other things. Doom. He was in a Doom, Doom film, which we, I think we can probably forget about. <laughs> Where I actually enjoyed he's... Doom. Doom with Carl Urban gave us Carl Urban as the protagonist, and then The Rock as The Rock, and then Zombie Rock. Zombie. I think no, it's no, very okay. underrated. Zombie Rock. I will say, okay, you know what? Fair enough. And it was but... one of Carl Urban's first forays into movies too. True, true. But I will. So... But I think we can all agree that the Gridiron Gang was when he started to really yes. shine. Um, and and that's going back to his other great love in life, football. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, his career in football has been somewhat exaggerated over the years. You know, he was a decent backup in, in the Miami team. I guess the reason why it's so fantasized is because of how great that Miami team was in terms of basically it was a team at the moment of, you know, All-Stars and Hall of Famers. So, you know, him being at least on the roster, that sort of, I guess, played into a little bit of that mystique in terms of his ability. Still, apparently, from my understanding, a very good player. So that's just... You Did know, you know Chris, he spent a couple of seasons up in Canada playing yes. for the Calgary Stampede? I saw that, yes. Yeah. That's where he could... He didn't get drafted initially in the first first year out of college to, mm-hmm. to the NFL. So he actually went... He got he got a call. <laughs> he said, he said, where do you... He said, we'd love for you to come up and play, eh? That's literally, hey. you know, he's word for word. And he spent a couple of seasons up in Calgary before they got him back down to, to the Dolphins camp. Yep. Then he went on to star in Gets, you know, there was, some, there was, some, there was a uh, cameo in Reno, which is hilarious. Then there was Get Smart, where he was Agent Get 23. Smart. I thought that was a, a very yeah, good role. Really yep. Jamie, thoughts on that role? Do you remember that film? Um, I barely remember it at all. Like. Ooh, where's, your, where's your rock of knowledge? Well, that's mid-range. Right? <laughs> mid-range. Like, was that the Stephen Carell? It yes. was. Carell, it's a yeah. remake of the Get Smart show from the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the movie. I don't remember watching it. I remember bits and pieces. But, you know, it's not fresh in my mind. Interesting. Obviously, he then went and started in an excellent film, The Game Plan, uh, where he 
played Joe Joe Kingman, number one on the field, number one in your hearts. I think that's you know, <laughs> I, I won't lie. I've seen that film quite a few times because mm-hmm. I do, in fact, I do, in fact, enjoy a good sports film, a good heroic sports film, and it's a good story as well. So I, you know, yeah. He then tried to back that up with the Tooth Fairy, which obviously was less successful in terms of. Uh, I think I think both those films were geared more towards like he's wanting to have a relationship with Disney, as yes, you can see more than, like, more later than on with some of the other movies, like Rage to Witch Mountain and stuff like that. Like he yeah. wanted to build that children, and I think that's around about when he when he had his first daughter Simone as well. So I think mm-hmm. you know he was like, I want to do some movies that she can watch. <laughs> That's, and, I think that was that's quite that's, common because, like, Vin Diesel did a yeah the pacifier pacifier yeah. 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 Speaking of Vin Diesel, Groot, <laughs> his films started, his career started taking off as what we like, which soon became known as the Rock Effect, where he joins <laughs> existing franchises and increases <clears throat> the box office with his yeah. agent. <laughs> Luke Hobbs in the Fast <laughs> and Fast Five, Fast Furious, some sort of supercar franchise. I will be completely honest to say that I don't care. <laughs> I saw the first one; I thought it was the most boring film in the history of the universe, and so I point blankly refused to watch any of his other films in the Fast, you know, universe. But Ryan, you've seen those films, obviously, with all the Rock multiple times. Can you yes. explain to me why Rock, why him adding this character to the fast genre has rocketed the fast in the furious franchise to the surprising success that i would say today has well to be honest with you it's it, i think it's it, it made it took the characters in the fast and the furious um family as vin diesel loves to uh, use to the next level like he's a dea <laughs> agent they're they're starting to attract a lot of attention uh in terms of you know okay these guys are not only stealing cars now, they're stealing safes, they're stealing like guns and all these kind of stuff. So, you know, he comes into it, he's like a big ass, you know, I'm the DEA agent wearing shirts that are way too tight for him, which I'm not complaining about, but um, he he basically comes and brings another level to the Fast and the Furious movies where he's like, okay, they're going to start to see some real consequences to their actions uh, in terms of, you know, Vin Diesel, oh, they, they've got, you know, some sort of car, or they've got some intel, or they've got someone in my family, we need to break them out. And he's like, well, it's not that simple. We're not just going to let you get away with it anymore. Um, in saying that, he eventually does turn and join the family, which, um, you know, too, too much much um, consideration. But look, I just think, and, and you guys have done a podcast on this before, I just, I agree. You add the rock to something, and it just made it that much more enjoyable. Speaking of that, <laughs> Jamie... Yeah. You have with you a list of films, do you yes, not? I do. I brought up some of the uh, the worst rated films hmm. on on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. We're going to play a little game, Ryan. Excellent. This game is called "Can the Rock Save It?" Okay. The answer is yes. <laughs> that you would say. Jamie's <laughs> going to give them. I'm going to pick them at random. There's like a hundred, but I'm going to scroll. He'll then okay. give you a little bit of a blurb in terms of what it's about. Okay. I want you then to insert the rock into this film and explain mm-hmm. how he could save this film that is poorly rated and save the franchise okay. or turn this film series into a franchise. Jamie, what's the first one? All right, I'm going to go straight off the bat here. 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is a movie called Mac and Me. Oh. It came out in 1988. 
What is it about? The synopsis. A young extraterrestrial separated from its family and stranded on Earth finds friendship with a boy in a wheelchair. Is that all you're giving me? Okay, all right. No, no, well, well yeah, no, that's that's the synopsis. Okay. Wow. All right. So, The Rock <laughs> is this this kid in a wheelchair. Obviously, he's had trouble finding friends uh, before this alien comes along. So, his parents would want to help him out. They've enrolled him in a Big Brother program over in the state. So, enter Jimmy Coffin, ah. The Rock's character. <laughs> he he he's a rough. He's he's a bit like he's a younger younger Rock. Being in the eighties, you were saying. So yep, yep. Uh, he's a rough and tough. You know, he, hang, he he's a school bully. He, um, you know, he, he's in he's in his last year of um, of high school over there. He wants nothing to do with it. He's just like, why am I going to hang around with this kid in the wheelchair? Until he meets the kid in the wheelchair, they form a bond, and all of a sudden they meet this alien. But at the end of the movie, when the alien's ready to go home, something happens. What the happens? rock then reveals that he is also an alien. Oh. He's part of, he is part of, of, of this, this alien culture and he's received a distress signal that the planet has been taken over and the aliens that have taken over are coming to Earth to be continued. Oh, look at that, <laughs> setting up a cinematic universe with Rock as the, as the lead hero. That is outstanding. I don't think you can go wrong with that. I mean, turning turning that, I think that's going to at least bump it up to like sixty percent of Rotten Tomatoes, maybe something like that. <laughs> given how the given how the Mac was a blatant rip off of VT, I think you probably, exactly. You know, I think you know, like you know, just had a quick Google and yeah, like not even not even hiding that. So I think I think you, that film is successfully saved. Let's pitch in. What's it, what else? What else do you have on the list, Jamie? All right. Um, oh, I like this one. Chris, you're a fan of rom-coms, aren't you? I love rom-coms. <laughs> well, this one's called Down to You. It came out in the year 2000. It's got 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, from what I can tell, it has Freddie Prince Jr. in it. Ooh. Okay, yeah, so Down to You. A young man wins and loses the first serious love of his life. Al Connolly falls in love with the girl of his dreams. After the summer, she breaks up with him. As he tries to recover, Al goes to desperate measures. Well, okay. This is pretty straightforward if it's a rock film. Obviously, I, I, we're still keeping the same cut. So, you know, after Al is heartbroken, he, com- he comes back to his hometown to absolutely defeated to meet up with Coach, his former wrestling championship coach, played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and he explains, that, you know, how he's met the love of his life, but he can't do it because, you know, she's broken up with him. What can he do? And then he just basically picks the boy up and slams him on the map and then says, stay down. He gets up, he slams him down and goes, stay down. And he keeps doing that. And he goes, why, why are you doing that? He goes, if I'm slamming you on the mat and you're getting up and she tells you that it's over and you, and you, and you stay down, what's the difference? What's the difference, man? And then he inspires him. And then because he's an idiot, and it's Freddie Prejudice, I'm, I'm not sure how smart he is or film. It is up to The Rock to basically come with him and then speak to Imogen himself. Where he walks up to the girl and does the same thing. He picks her up and slams her on the ground a few times and, <laughs> and then does the same speech and it works both times. They then meet up in hospital because of both of them have severe spinal injuries of being slammed by The Rock. And that's when they fall in love again after being hospitalized by The Rock. And I can just picture, I can just picture the end of the movie too. The Rock walks past their, their room that they're in 
just looks in the doorway, sees them talking, and he just looks at the camera, raises the eyebrow, and walks off. And Absolutely. <laughs> All right, this one's an easy one. 2% on Rotten Tomatoes. Texas Rangers, a ragtag group of youngsters, band together after the American Civil War to form the Texas Rangers, a group charged with the dangerous, ruthless duty of cleaning up the West. I think this could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. Explain. Obviously, they, you know, they go to clean up the West, so to speak. And, um, you know, they get the absolute shit kicked out of them. And um, they go back to town and, and there's this, they, they go to the bar to sort of drown their sorrows. And there's this old school cowboy sitting at the corner of the bar. And, you know, the, the, one, of them, one of them is walking to the bathroom and, and knocks him and spills a bit of drink. And he just sort of looks at him, raises the eyebrow mm-hmm. and asks and just says, you better watch where you're going. And he said, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. And he, they end up befriending each other and he teaches them everything there is to be outlaws and, 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 and to fight for what they believe in. And uh, they eventually clean up the West, whatever that means. Um, they clean up the West with their, with, their, um, with their new leader, The Rock. That's one way. There's another way I think we can go with this one. And I, and, and I believe we're basically going to take a page out of the Rambo playbook. after the civil war texas is trying to set up basically you know the texas rangers so we're keeping the film's plot they look through the list of uh, command they find a commander he's going to be played by dennis quaid obviously yes dennis quaid the commander and he goes well if i'm commanding this unit i'm going to need my sergeant back he goes out into the into the into the into texas in the desert and there he is sitting on his porch drinking his lemon tea Dwayne the Rock Johnson, <laughs> he goes, Serge, I need you. And the Rock's going to say, no, I'm retired. I'm out. <laughs> I saw too many people die during the war. I'm not going to kill again. It's like, I'm not asking you to kill. I'm asking you to dispense justice. <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole movie will be that he, the Rock will never kill anyone. He'll just punch them really hard that you probably <laughs> what they would, you know, much like the Captain America who doesn't kill yeah. people, where you go, that man is surely dead, but okay, let's, 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 you know, we'll move past the we'll move past the fact. That was it. Honestly, I'd go see that film. Like I like <laughs> Yeah, and look, that film will be uh, written and directed by Clint Eastwood. I guarantee you. I guarantee 100%. you. I mean, if, if, if it's a Western film, it's not it's not Clint Eastwood directing. I don't know what we're gonna do. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to do one more each. This one's for Ryan. These are the 0%. 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. This yeah. one's for Ryan because it's up his alley. Yeah. It's called One Missed Call. Ooh. Several people start receiving voicemails from the rock. No, from their future <laughs> selves. Messages which include the date, time, and some of the details of their deaths. We lost you again, Jamie. The first so I heard, I heard, I heard, um, I've heard of the movie. So what I got from you is that they received phone calls with the exact time of their death. Yep, that's it. Okay. All right. All right. Let's, All right. let's hear okay. it. Right. Well, little do they know, using a voice manipulator, is they're getting phone calls from The Rock. <laughs> and he's like, Jimmy, you're going to die in exactly... One and a half hours. And Jimmy's like, please, no, I don't want to. He's like, why, why don't you want to die, Jimmy? And Jimmy's like, 
but I don't. And he goes, it doesn't matter why you don't want to die. And then an hour and a half later, Jimmy's sitting on the couch. He's like, nothing can possibly happen. And then all you hear is just this, well, some very loud steps that apparently Jimmy can't hear. And then you just see the rock standing behind him and snaps his neck. And this goes on for every single other person because the rock is the killer. Oh, and that's the twist. That's interesting. Would the I guarantee that'll him? get it to at least 50%. At least 50 I mean, there's not much. That's a crappy concept to begin with. There's not much I can do in terms of, you know. But you're, you're casting The Rock, the people's champion, as the villain. Yeah, he's, good. he's been a heel from time to time. So, you know, why not embrace that for a little bit? Let's, let's see a little bit of, let's put him outside his comfort zone. Let's, let's make him the bad guy. I'm not sure if the marketing team would appreciate that concept. But... Well, I mean, it's one missed call at 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think the marketing team would just be stoked <laughs> to have the rock, Absolutely. even if he was just in there once for like five minutes. So, you know what? <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will bend that argument to say yes. I already want to see that movie. And I, I, I have heard of the original and I think it, 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 it just sounds horrible. It does. It does sound like a terrible, terrible film. All right, Jimmy, one more. <laughs> one more. Let it rip. All right. Another 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. 0%. Jeez, you love these 0%ers, don't you? <laughs> and it just, I mean, the cover looks like a, you know, who's that? Someone Sparks <laughs> novel. It, it is called Return to the Blue Lagoon. Ooh. In this sequel to the Blue Lagoon, mm-hmm. two children are stranded on a beautiful island in the South Pacific. With no adults to guide them, the two make a simple life together and eventually become suntanned teenagers in love. That is a weird-ass movie you're (laughs) suggesting to add to the rock. (laughs) All right. Here's how we save save that movie. All right. Wow. Okay. Here's, here's Here's how we save it. These two quote unquote young teenagers who are on their little who are on their little island who have fallen in love. Apparently it's some sort of romantic comedy. They stumble into the island, they go exploring, they find this amazing waterfall, and inside the waterfall they see the strange jade statue and they touch it and all of a sudden it starts to crack. Then all of a sudden Maui appears, which is played by the rock wind Johnson goes, We're gonna save, but you're welcome. welcome. For the, for the sun and the moon and the stars. Ooh, and it turns I don't know out about co- copyright issues there, mate. As it turns out that he is now awoken because of their love, but because he's awoken, he will now save the world from an incoming alien threat. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure Excellent. if the Blue Lagoon has this particular budget in mind, but there you go. The Rock, <laughs> Moana crossover. To be, to be honest with you, hearing the synopsis of that movie, I thought there'd be a little bit more incest. <laughs> but there's no dinosaurs. <laughs> you can't exactly have dinosaur. You can't have dino incest because, you know. I'm, I'm, reading, I'm reading the extended uh, synopsis here, and it's not making sense, but it sounds like they're on an island somewhere or something. So yeah. they could very well be, you know, Jumanji or anything. That, 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 that makes no sense in terms of plot or storyline. Mm. Well, that was fun. Let's, <laughs> no, let's move on to the, the main purpose of why we're joined to this session. 
we are going to be doing The Rock Versus. I will give you guys a scenario each. And I want you to describe to me how, who wins in the scenario. But it's not simply like a, oh, The Rock wins. How does he win? Explain it to me. Show me your, like, like all good oh, wow. science teachers say, show me your boobs and also show me your working out in terms of your, your logic. So we'll start with Ryan. The Queen of England invites The Rock over to be knighted <laughs> for his fine work in being awesome. During this knighting ceremony, she has a scepter out already to, 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 to knight the rock. An explosion happens outside the castle, and 20 Nazis burst in. Not modern Nazis, World War II Nazis with their old-style machine guns. And they basically come to the Queen of England and say, you would have signed a declaration to say that Germany, in fact, wins the war, and it's up to the rock to stop them. Ryan... The Rock versus 20 machine-carrying Nazis. Who wins this fight? Mm. Well, I mean, The Rock being The Rock would, would, wouldn't, wouldn't come to, wouldn't come to, uh, to London alone. I know, I, know, I, know, I know The Rock. He would, he would know that, you know, he smells what people are cooking. He, he, knows, what, he knows what's <laughs> going on. So he's going to, you know, and you know what? His family, his tribal family, they've never been to London or to England before. So he's, he's like, you know what? Cousin Roman, cousin, or oh. oh, cousin Usos, cousin Us El, oh, the Usos, come, come, come to take this opportunity to go to England and let's just take some time off. Uh, you know, Roman's injured, a little bit injured, not you know storyline injured, so he can go. He can go. He's still fully functioning, and and you know the Usos take a bit of time off because they're working all together at the moment. Um, you know, he goes there and, and he's like, it's a big ceremony. He's getting knighted. So, of course, his family's going to be there. Mm -hmm. His Usos are going to be there. They're going to be there when the Nazis storm in. And what they're not going to know is the Nazis don't watch wrestling. The Nazis <laughs> don't know the, the bloodline. They don't know the tribal chief. They don't know <laughs> Samoan heritage. So what the Nazis are going to be too busy and too, too occupied with the Queen herself Okay, they may know The Rock because let's face it, The Rock is known throughout the galaxy. But The Rock's Absolutely. up there. He's just. But what they don't know is the Samoans have 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 the ability to use facial expressions, and and it seems to be almost able to connect telepathically to each other because of the bond of family. Bond of family. So the Nazis are all up the front. The Rock's there, so obviously he's he's vulnerable because we know even though The Rock is amazing, he's not bulletproof. Of course. Okay, not. but what what you don't see is the cousins sitting in the seats and the rock just looking and raising that eyebrow and Roman gets a picture. Roman then nudges the Usos. The Usos then nudge the cousins. And you know what? They're pretty quiet. No hackers here, no, 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 you know, tribal dancers. And before you know it, you just hear one little cry and they swarm the Nazis. Obviously, then that rock uses that distraction to get the queen quickly offside and then comes back and lays the smack up down on a few of those Nazis themselves. And there you go. The rock and his family have now defeated 29 Nazis. I can't fault your logic. <laughs> and, I can't fault, and I can't fault your reasoning because of family. I do believe you successfully argued that the rock has, in fact, <laughs> defeated the Nazis. Thank you. Jamie, whilst, <laughs> whilst enjoying some beach time with the family in Hawaii, <laughs> he 
He also invited his best friend, apparently Jason Momoa, to. Basically, <laughs> they're, 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 they're in Hawaii together. They're on the beach. Yeah. Different well, islands. Same different area. islands. All of a sudden, <laughs> five great white sharks attacking people in the beach. Bloodthirsty sharks, smarter than your normal shark, hunting people. <laughs> people are screaming. People are running. People are saying, stay out of the water, stay out of the water. But the rock can't stay out of the water. The rock's got a rock. So, Jamie, five genetically engineered great white sharks versus the rock. How does he defeat them? Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm assuming the rock knows how to swim. He's not your standard rock that would sink as soon as it hits the water. Unless he's one of those rocks that could be skimmed across the water. I mean, is Jamaica, Jason, Jason Momoa with him? Yes, he is. Because that quite, quite, I can envision Jason Momoa doing one of those leg stands and spinning around, spinning around, spinning around, spinning, and then letting go of the rock, and then the rock skims across across the water. So but... the, Jason Momoa will throw the rock at the sharks. <laughs> well, yeah, and then and then and then the rock will grab the first shark by its tail. And repeat what Jason Momoa just did. And so, right. my other my other thought is that the Rock is always well prepared, like for any situation. Mm-hmm. He might he might like Batman. I don't know if he's his favorite superhero, but you know he's always prepared. So he's paid to have his giant T Rex skull, which he has in his living room. He has an actual T Rex skull, mm-hmm. airlifted. And it's just circling around the island. And at his command, at his eyebrow raised, the skull is released. And it falls down and it just basically pins the sharks to the bottom of the ocean. How big is this skull? It's a, it's a legitimately a real T-Rex skull. Yeah, Vince McMahon has the, same, the exact same one in his office. They both got them together. It's life size. And it's an actual T Rex skull. It's an actual T Rex skull. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't that float, though? Oh, it depends how. Like, like he's weighted it. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> so now he's, he's weighted. Put some weights. Well, I don't know. He's got to keep it in his living room. It's got to stay there somehow. All right. So you're but what I he's... like is that he's using a rock. <laughs> To defeat the rock is using a rock. <laughs> the, rock the rock is using a rock. To defeat. Right, right, you know what? I say Jamie's scenario, rock is losing this one. Ryan, what are your thoughts on Jamie's scenario? Does the rock win based upon Jamie's particular scenario? Um, look, I, I, I you were on the right track with the whole Jason Momoa swim, but what I would have had is I would have had after Jason Momoa's let go of the rock and the rock was on his way to the first shark to grab it and swing it around, Jason Momoa obviously he's a good swimmer, um, then goes down the other side, grabs another shark, and they intend, they both swing the shark at the same time, smack into the other two shark, and then there's only one shark left. And then the rock just swims out, picks him up, and rock bottom straight into the water, and he's out. See, that's, so you're that's, on the right track. You know, I think, well, the other I option think... is to just the logical concept would be to lure them out of the water. Yeah, true. But they're genetically enhanced. And then they could have the smackdown. They're yeah, that's true. Hands. That's true. All right. <laughs> Ryan. Mm-hmm. One more for you before that. One more to Jamie. <laughs> Ryan. In the year, let's say 2025, wrestling is obsolete due to the creation of you. the Robot <laughs> Wrestling League. 
You shut nah. your whole mouth. Real, real steel. Real mm, steel nice. at time. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, the rock has been challenged by a by a robot we'll just call on a mega typhoon. Mega a one a three thousand metric ton robot with pistons for arms that could punch through a brick wall. Mm-hmm. He is challenged to a wrestling match. And if he if the rock wins, the robot league will retire and pack up all their robots. But if he doesn't, well, he's gonna be dead because it's a robot with you know three thousand tons and piston arms for arms. True. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Now this is your typical. Actually, no, let's make it let's it's... give the rock a chance. Let's give the rock a fighting chance. This is a caged match. Okay. Where the rock has to escape from this robot inside the cage. Mm-hmm. How does the rock with his Years of experience defeat Mega Typhoon. Okay, my first question is: so this Mega Typhoon has challenged the Rock to a match. Mm-hmm. Is this match immediately? Like, does no, it happen immediately? M- or is like it next week on Raw? There's a promotional period of about okay, three to right. four months because it's a, it's a big deal. Excellent. It's a big. That's deal. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, it's the, so it's the first. It's the first robots versus wrestling, sir. Exactly. Yeah. Big no, no, that's, that's <laughs> totally. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. So, Rock being a great Hollywood actor, has lots of different connections mm. in Hollywood. Yep. Calls up his friend Michael Bay. Yep. Okay. Michael Bay. Michael Bay, this is a rock speaking. I need, I need to have a meeting, but I need you to get all of your top science guys behind Transformers to be at that meeting too. So Steven Spielberg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Spielberg. Well, I mean, yeah. Industrial so the Rock has a meeting, has a meeting guys, with yeah. um with Michael Bay and, and his team, including Steven Spielberg. Um, and look, let's throw James Cameron in there for laughs as well, because you know, I mean, it's James Cameron. Uh, and now the Rock explains the situation to these guys, and they're like, "We've got we've got three months. I want that technology. Mm. I want the Earth's closest replication technology that we have." Now, obviously, the Rock being the Rock has a few connections in the political department as well, and in the government. So, absolutely, he, he he passes on a little black book to Michael Bay and his team. Two months, we cut to two months later. The Rock is now has been training, he's been working out, he's been you know fighting little AI machines and stuff like that. And Michael Bay comes to him and he goes, "Dwayne, I've 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 done it." He opens up this big human-sized briefcase. Now, it's not a suit. It's not an Iron Man. We're not going into we're not breaching, but it's a gauntlet. And I just, we're not going to infinity gauntlet, mm-hmm. but the rock puts it on and it will give him up to his shoulder a matching transformer powered gauntlet. So one punch is all he'll get. Ooh, one punch, one man. punch. Because this is still, you got to remember, we're trying to keep it realistic. This is still technology that hasn't been. We're nowhere at the same level of technology. We're in 2025. It's not far away. Mm-hmm. Michael Bay said, you get one clean punch. And if you can hit the, if you can hit Mega Typhoon in his core with this one punch, he will shatter and you'll be able to escape the cage. So the Rock spends the next month working on target practice, working on his accuracy, working on his, his ability to hit the target, knowing that the Rock... Is used to things where he can just throw as many punches as he wants, and and they're going to go down. But he's got to get this one punch. The fight, the night of the fight comes. Everyone's everyone's ringside. The family, uh, Michael Bay, the, everyone, everyone's there to see the fight of the decade because they know what's riding on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the Rock's there, and he's going to use all of his experiences as a sports entertainer 
He's got to wait for the right moment. They're in the cage. Mega Typhoon seems like he's absolutely killing him. He's just punching and punching and punching and punching. And the rock is just on the ground. Mega Typhoon thinks he's won it. He's just, he's looking at the crowd and going, we are going to take this planet. The rock pushes a little button in his arm. The arm becomes then the punch. And he just, he's just reeling back and he yells out, Mega Typhoon. And he's like, turns around and he's staring. He's like, how are you still alive? And then without even thinking, he noticed he uses his strength. His strength, he's in, he finds the core. And he said, because I'm the rock, damn it. Slams a fist into the core. Megatron, uh, Megatron. Uh, Mega Typhoon <laughs> explodes into pieces. The rock climbs to the top of the cage. The crowd goes wild. The rock has saved planet Earth one more time. That is absolutely sensational. He, my one criti- critical thing was that it wasn't a, a powerful elbow. But again, I'm, again that's, that's, you know, that's... It's got to go to the core. It's got to be the core. And I feel like we got more. We've got more chance of just landing that one punch. The dropping well, of people's I get elbow. It, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get but, it. But having said that, is sensational, and it is arguably one of the. You know, if this was a film, I think we'd all want to go see this film. This has every. This has robots. This is real steel. But it's all, you know, it's it's Rocky, which essentially is real steel. But you know, it's also the fate. It's it's also for higher stakes. And I love. You know what? Kudos, Ryan. That is how The Rock wins that war. Yeah. And Jamie, for you, <laughs> I'll keep it simple because of your 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 <laughs> lack many, of knowledge. Your, your many knowledge of The Rock. <laughs> the Rock goes down to a restaurant, to a sushi rest, a Japanese sushi restaurant, and orders. I mean, he orders the California roll because he's, he's not feeling too adventurous. <laughs> He takes a bite of the California roll and all it immediately is teleported to the island of Tsushima during the Mongol invasion. <laughs> and there he stands, <laughs> the rock versus the Mongols. Jamie, how does the rock defeat the Mongol invasion? Well, obviously he's going to begin with a little bit of stealth, right? <laughs> he's going to, you know, find the softest bit of grass because, you know, he's got, he's got a solid step, you know. It's, it's, you know, it's like the Hulk yep. trying to you know, you know, but he clearly does the does the cliche movie wrestle grab, knocks out a mongol. Sleeper, the sleeper hold, yeah. Sleeper, sleeper hold. hold, yep. Which takes a lot of effort because he's doing it to a full Mongolian dude mm. wearing the armor, and he gets yep. him down, and then he puts on the armor, and the armor is going to show a little bit of belly because he's clearly bigger than the mongol. Yeah. Um, he would be substantially taller than them. Yes, that's not a that's not a understatement then he will um walk on through through the camp oh, sorry i'm just going ghost of Tsushima right here i've got that feeling it out he's just going to walk, walk through like they're, 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 they're having happy times devin drinky drinkies they, they don't even notice um then he he basically goes up to a group of mongols right and he he starts um, using a rock that's on the fire, and he, he he's got some bit of meat, and he starts cooking the meat on on the on the rock, and then, you know, in his in his true rock rock voice, he says he says, "Hey," and they look up and they go, "What?" 
Well, or their, their Mongolian version of what? <laughs> and he's like, can you smell what the rock is cooking? And then, oh, wow. and then he, he, he smacks them down with fists. And then he moves on to the next one and repeats it over and over and over again. <laughs> and, 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 then he, and then he faces the final Mongolian guy who, who plot twist, ends up being um, um, Randy, Randy Savage. <laughs> also, Randy Savage was at a different sushi restaurant. He ate a piece of sushi. And oh, exactly. so, okay, 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 Jamie. <laughs> Let's expand upon this. So we have... Now the Mongolian leader. Let's give him, say, the the, the long spear versus the rock. Now is the rock now a samurai, or is the rock as the ghost? No, I, I'm going to say that he he he's going to feel the family and the pool, and he's going to stay true to his okay. samurai. Even so, though he's just he's just done all the ninja stuff. Yep. Um, <laughs> now he feels regret, and he wants an honorable beatdown with one of the most iconic wrestlers because he's the only one that I know, uh, Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's an interesting concept. Ryan, based upon Jamie's story, do you feel that The Rock has successfully defeated the Mongols? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say yes, but my only my <laughs> only thing is like, he's, he's using a catchphrase that's not going to be invented for thousands and thousands of years so we're going to look at the history books now and go uh, the 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 history books are going to say his war cry was do you smell what the rock is cooking (laughs) and then the rock when he actually creates his own catchphrase thousands of years later is going to be sued for gimmick infringement because he's but he also got to master cooking on an actual rock I'd like to see. I'd like to see current Rock versus Randy. Sa- Unfortunately, Randy Savage is no longer with us. But yeah. I'd like to see Randy Savage at his peak versus the Rock at his peak. So I, I would pay money to see that for the wrestling aspect. So the Rock wins, but I think we can all agree that in this particular scenario, the Rock has irreversibly damaged the space-time continuum <laughs> yeah, and definitely. changed that's, history that's for the. Yeah, yeah. Has, cha- has absolutely altered the course of human history. What? So, so the correct answer was. He looks at them, he thinks hard, decides to leave them alone. I'm not saying that. that look, there's no right or wrong answer. The question was, could he defeat him? Yes, he could. But in your scenario, essentially, he's messed with the fabric of time. But again, there was no, there was no guidelines. And so, so I would say that, yes, The Rock has successfully defeated the Mongols. Now, Chris, well, I'm going to pitch one to you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, it just came to me. So the rock, right? I don't know. He he um, finds himself. Doctor Strange comes along. I'm just going to go through it. Doctor Strange comes along. That's the portal thing, right? But he's transported into Sonic the Hedgehog two, <laughs> and he gets it gets his hands on um, Robotnik's machine. Yep, and then takes it into Pacific Rim and he has to take on a, a one of the big boys. Mm-hmm. Who wins in that fight? So he has a robotic machine. Yep. Which one? The one for, the one at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Mm-hmm. Which is a big, big giant. Yep. But it's, the, it's the robotic design of robots, yes. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So it's the robotic design of robots versus 
Now, is he fighting a Pacific Rim robot or is he fighting a kaiju? You, you pick. I'll let you pick. No, no, you, you are the you are the you are the, the crafter. All right. Well, he's a nice guy, so he'll take on a kaiju. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In a Doctor Robotnik suit. Yes. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Given how the suit is deadly allergic to hedgehog quills, I think you know I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not liking I'm not liking his chances <laughs> within the suit. Having said that, it is the Rock. And he's a man of honor. And so he is going to take his robot and he's going to realize that there is a huge size, one that is a size differential is going to be a bit of an issue to, to fight with this giant robot. Well, they're pretty big. Like the robotic one at the end was pretty big. But it, Not but as big as it, a kaiju. But was it as big as a kaiju? Look, look, it's, it's basically, it'd be like, um, you know that Nathan Fillion Uncharted short? Mm-hmm. The little tough dude. It'll be like that height difference. Like he's laughing at him because he's so tiny. But that's still a fairly he... significant size difference. But you know, what? let's let, let's say that yes, the more, it's a big robot, but obviously still, obviously still, the kaiju is slightly bigger as it, as it should be. Now, as they're battling, you know. They'll go through a construction site, and then the rock will start remembering that he can't beat this monster with with strength alone, with his bare fists. He's got to remember his wrestling, and he's got to remember what made him so great. And as he sees all these cranes hanging wires, he realizes this is what he's going to do. Utilizing the wires, he manages to during the battle make a ring of some sort a loop of the with, with the right <laughs> size. He convinces and the, and the kaiju jumps. The kaiju jumps inside of the ring. He then pulls back and launches himself from the top ropes, throwing out his arm and throwing down a, a thunderous punch on the top of the kaiju's head. The kaiju is then stunned, but the rock is not finished. Obviously, this was meant to be. The new IKEA store, and so they have all these large promotional furniture out the front, giant statues of chairs. He then picks up these chairs and then slams them over the top of the head of the kaiju. The kaiju is down, but it's not over yet. For the rock knows he there's only one way to truly finish an enemy. He then reaches up to his robotic elbow rips off some of the joints so there's just sparks flying. He takes off one of the boots, or rocket boots, and attaches it to this now sparks flying thing using his robotic skills that he's obviously developed. He has then created a furnace from his elbow. He then runs up, bounces a few times off the rope, does his jig, ignites the furnace, and delivers the world's largest people's elbow upon the kaiju's head. <laughs> killing it immediately and that is how the rock with inferior robotics manages to defeat a kaiju so that's so, so what i like you did what you, what i like what you did about that, that whole scenario is, is he created his own ring mm-hmm. to make him feel at home exactly you know and <laughs> brilliant it's all about being feeling at home it's all about family <laughs> I am Groot. Um. Now, we've got a few, a little bit more time. 
where do you see the rock's future in terms of acting where do you do you think where do you think where do you think his future held lies jamie i hope he doesn't do the tom cruise route of you know playing the young guy for his entire life i don't know if any of his movies he he would be classified as the younger no no but you know what i mean it's like like tom cruise has been playing the roughly the same role for his entire career the guy that runs a lot yeah yeah oh oh, yeah runs a lot so look i i think i think the rock um i don't think he'll be able to do action films forever even jackie chan had to stop um because of the injuries yes yeah, no. He said when, he, when Jackie when Jackie Chan got to sixty, he was like, "I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing my own stunts anymore." And everyone's like, "Good man." <laughs> um, no, nah, but I, I think, I think I can see The Rock becoming the like, the. Let me give you an example, like in um, Conan with Jason Momoa, mm-hmm. the Ron Perlman mentor kind of. Role. Oh, I can see The Rock going down that angle as he um, gets older, but. Um, I wonder if he should quit while he's ahead. Like, is because because all his movies make crap loads of money. Even even that Baywatch movie made its money back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Probably for other reasons, not so much the rock on that one. I I, I, I you know. No, but he was in it. He was in it. No fair point. You know, he was in it. So therefore, by logic, so I'm wondering, you know, like, should he get to the point where he finishes acting before? He runs out of luck, should I say, or runs out of this working for him. Mm, That's a good point. Ryan, your thoughts on The Rock and his future? Well, I mean, at the end of the day, we've got Black Adam coming out this year. Um, It's kind of something that he's, it's been a passion of his for the last at least 10 or 15 years trying to get this made. So if this, if Black Adam becomes a big success, I think that's, it's going to, it's going to spawn a, a sequel. It's going to give us a Shazam versus Black Adam. There's multiple movies involved there, but in the most immediate future, I just asked you to look at my screen and that is exactly <laughs> what is going to happen. I'm calling it WrestleMania next year will be the rock versus Roman Reigns for the title, and The Rock will be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns from his 866th day as undisputed champion. Ooh. So you're yeah. saying that there's no... So you're saying Everything there's no one... is leading towards it. Roman Reigns calls himself the head of the table, the head of the table, the tribal chief who provides for the family. Um, all The Rock needs to do is walk in and say, excuse me, how much what money do you make? How much money do you make, Roman? Like, what, what's going on? Like, he goes, I've been, he, all he needs to say is, I've been providing for this family since you were being in diapers, little man. So you're basically saying that on the current roster of superstars, mm-hmm. there is no one capable of dethroning Roman Reigns but The Rock himself. Is that what is that, is that the, the way The way that they have built him up, the challenges that, he is give, that they have given him, um, I honestly don't believe that anyone can take him down. They, they tried Cena last year at SummerSlam. They brought Cena back for a, a couple of matches, to the leading, all leading up to SummerSlam versus Roman Reigns. Everyone thought Cena was going to dethrone him as, you know, the, dethrone his reign. It's been, it's, it's been, it's been, you know, it's over. He's already held the title for over two years. That's unheard of in WWE nowadays. Back in the days with the territories, that was the norm. But that was the norm, I yeah. guarantee you they're building Roman up so much 
for this confrontation. I'm calling it. You will see The Rock return. At, the Rock already said he's he's quarter one for next year. He's got no movie, no TV shows filming, nothing. I'm calling it. You will see him at the Royal Rumble, whether it's actually making a, a, an entry in the Royal Rumble in January or whether just appearing at the Royal Rumble in January. And that will build to WrestleMania in April. The Rock will be a, an interim champion for a little while because at the moment with the belt merged, Roman Reigns is only appearing at the big four pay-per-views. So I guarantee you that is what is going to happen. And I guarantee you it's going to be a Rocky three freeze frame ending. Wow. <laughs> or, or they both punch each other out. Um, sure, I don't know Jamie. wrestling. I don't know wrestling. Sure, absolutely. It's, sure going be the, it's, it's, it's going to be you... the Superman punch versus the rock bottom. It's going to be the people's elbow versus the suit. Like it's 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 get, the Usos are going to get involved. I guarantee you that um, you know some of the rock some of some of the families like the old guys like unfortunately Rocky Johnson's passed away so he can't be there. But you know people like um, Alpha and Seeker the the head shrinkers uh, like there's still a lot of the family the older members of the family still alive. I guarantee you that is what's going to happen this year. He's going to become champion and eventually he will probably lose it back to Roman Reign at say SummerSlam. But, I mean, The Rock's a big enough draw. He doesn't have to wrestle every week. He just needs to show up. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. No, I'm so calling it now. What's it? The 18th up. of July. So he's going to show up, dethrone, and then essentially you say he'll then pass the title, essentially maybe lose. But would, but would you really want to have The Rock's uh, last event if want, losing? If you want if you want my real, what I tell you exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And this is obviously, none of this has been... Predetermined, like it is predetermined, but I, I'm telling you, the Rock will come back at Royal Rumble. He will start going after Roman Reigns. They will have uh, like a little bit. Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle at the pay per view in between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania anyway. That's just left for, and that like could be for the Intercontinental Champion or something else. It's usually Elimination Chamber, which doesn't need a title. Yeah. The Rock will beat Roman Reigns at, at um, the Rock will beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns will beat. The Rock at SummerSlam and then become the official. That'll be The Rock's retirement. He will say, I'm done with wrestling. And then right, the run, that's right around that time, Cody Rhodes will return from his injury. And the, the initial plans that were meant for this year will then come to effect with a feud between Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. That's my prediction. It's, it's the 18th of July, 2022 at 8.46 p.m. <laughs> All right. No, you're not, that's to prove Marcus. that I'm not... <laughs> And let us come it. back and see if the predictions are correct. Mm-hmm. Because that's the you've, you've outlined not just one or two matches. You've basically outlined what you like. And you know what? Given Six your experience months. in wrestling, if I was going to ask Jamie about camel breeding and he gave me a long spiel on camel breeding, <laughs> I would I would believe his opinion on that. Yeah. Because again, we all we all know our knowledge and strength. I, I am the science, so I'm always right. But Jamie's the expert of camel breeding, which again, I'll, I'll, I'll bow to his knowledge there. But as the people's podcaster, Ryan, your wrestling knowledge is 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 the key. And I and I would I would, I would, I would even argue based upon even any other podcast I've listened to that you have the strongest wrestling knowledge of anyone out there in the potential podcast sphere. And I'm confident that to back that that you could back up my insane claim. 
Now, if anyone disagrees with my insane claim, please write to us at stories true and fictional at gmail or post a comment on, on this particular video. It's, it's the, the true and the fictional at gmail. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know myself. Jamie, please do the correct spiel then. If you're listening, guys, this is the last chance to win a replica copy of Grey Sports Almanac from Back to the Future. I have been very tempted to keep it myself, so please don't don't go in the competition. Because if you don't enter, then I get to keep it. Um, so the code word is Dino Incest. Dino Incest. We've said that a few times. So send us Dino Incest to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. And um, the, the, the word Dino Incest, not actual Dino no. Incest. No, 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 no. You don't correct you wanna, yourself there. If you want to send, send actual Dino Incest, send it to Chris Porter. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so for bonus point, like I've always, there's an ad at the start of the podcast. You've probably heard it unless you've skipped it. But if you want bonus entries, send us a story. We'll read it out on the show. If you want other bonus entry points, screenshot a review um, that you have written on on Apple Podcasts or anywhere anywhere where you can leave a review. Um, and yeah, there's about one more week left and we will announce the winner on the show. That again, our email is thetrueandthefictional at gmail.com. All right. Thank you, Jamie. And as we always say, if you do like this, please do like and subscribe. Please do write comments. If you do not, as Jamie would say, he will then officially quit the camel industry. And that'll be a huge blow to the entire camel community. Mm -hmm. So please do write, listen, subscribe, send us your <laughs> stories, comments. And as Ryan has now said, he has now opened the challenge that Ryan is the most knowledgeable man on wrestling both AEW, WWE, and if no one writes in to dispute this claim, Ryan is then the official Universal Wrestling Knowledge Champion. And all I can say, acknowledge me. We acknowledge Ryan as the head of the table. <laughs> Thank you all, and good night. <laughs> <laughs>